Welcome to episode 56 of the Marketing Junkie podcast, how to handle negative criticism online and how to handle negative reviews. Now, this might not seem like a topic that I would normally cover on a marketing podcast, so you might be scratching your head a little bit reading this title, but once I go through these nine really simple, super practical tips that I have for handling online criticism, it's going to be a lot more clear and a lot more well-defined why this matters so much for your marketing efforts and how big of an impact it could have on your potential customers and your business's success. Now, I just want to give a little disclaimer before this episode. This is a topic that I have always struggled with. I still struggle with it to this day. I struggled with it so much at the beginning of my business, but this is something that I am really working towards getting better at. Again, these nine tips that I'm going to share with you today, I have all learned from experience. I have made so many mistakes in this regard, and I fully admit that my temper has gotten me in trouble more times than I can count. And we as business owners tend to take everything really personally, and we treat our businesses like our babies. And it's no wonder why when somebody attacks our business online or leaves us a negative review, especially if it feels unfounded or untrue, that we immediately hop on the defensive. And that is what I have certainly done in the past. But again, it's something that I've grown so much in and it's something that I'm constantly working towards. So if any of you know me in real life, you know, again, that this is something that I struggle with openly and honestly, but I am going to share with you the nine tips that I have, again, learned from experience. And I hope that they really help you the next time you encounter this, because even if we try our best and we put our best foot forward and we try to always lead with authenticity and with compassion and kindness, trolls are out there. They're just a fact. They are going to happen to you no matter what kind of person you are, no matter what kind of business you operate. It's just unfortunately a sad fact of you know 2021 and beyond. So it's better to be prepared for them than to encounter one and have no idea what to do or worse, handle it incorrectly like I have done so many times. So if you take one thing away from this episode, I really want you to understand that how somebody reacts to your business or the negative words that somebody says about you or your business, especially if it's unfounded or untrue, says a lot more about the person who's saying the words than it does about you. So let's all take a deep breath. Let's dive into this, you know, uh, unwanted place of criticism and harshness and rudeness, but we have to go there today. But I promise you, again, these nine tips are going to equip you with a lot of tools and strategies to handle this in the best way possible. And I'm going to go through a lot of these tips coming from my experience as a brick and mortar business owner, but I'm also going to give examples from my experience as an online business owner because it can be very different dealing with the public face-to-face -face than it is dealing with somebody from across the world or across the country. So I'm going to try to give both perspectives throughout this episode. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please feel free to DM me on Instagram or shoot me an email. I will put my contact information in the show notes. All right, without further ado, let's get into the episode. You're listening to the Marketing Junkie Podcast with me, your host, Michelle Caruana. I'm a corporate marketing nine-to-fiver turned brick-and-mortar business owner turned online entrepreneur. And 
Growing businesses through smart and efficient marketing is kind of my thing. If you're like most business owners, you probably feel like you could overdose on all the different tactics out there. So I created this podcast to help you cut through the noise and the clutter and just get the clear, actionable strategies based on what's working and what's not for both myself and my marketing clients. Tune in every week to learn exactly how to attract an audience and convert them into customers and raving fans. No fluff included. All right. One more thing I wanted to mention before we get into the nine tips. This is actually a piece of a lesson from one of my courses, Play Cafe Academy, but I wanted to share a part of it on the podcast today because it's one of those lessons that my students keep coming back to and they keep mentioning, they keep referencing. And I think it's one of the more practical aspects of the program. And I wanted to share it with you because again, this is going to be relevant for brick and mortar business owners and online business owners. And I know now more than ever, just how tough it can be to face online trolls and negative reviews, whether they're true or not. We're going to go through all of the different scenarios, but this is a piece of my Play Cafe Academy program. So you guys are getting a little treat today, but um, I just wanted to mention that. And One other thing I really wanted to reiterate is that this is going to happen no matter what. And here is the good news. I promise you it will all be okay. A few years ago, when I still owned my brick and mortar business, my play cafe, for example, I had a very angry woman orchestrate a coordinated social media attack, not only on my business, but on me personally. And it left me gutted for hours. And I could tell soon after she messaged me that she was attempting like literally just to get a rise out of me for social media attention, which was then confirmed by the other reviews that she had been leaving for other local businesses. Like I went to her profile, I saw her other reviews that she was leaving and it was one star after one star after one star after one star. And they were all recent. So this woman was clearly going through something. So I tried not to take it personally, but again, I was really, really gutted. And she also had family and friends do the same thing to my business, which was, you know, it felt really unnecessary, but again, it's something that happens. Now I was able to take most of my own advice that I'm going to go through and quickly diffuse the situation. I didn't handle it perfectly, but I have, again, as I mentioned in the intro, come a long way from my early years as a business owner. And I'm now proud of my response to the situation and I still stand by it. Again, I'm not perfect in this area, especially. I have made some major mistakes in dealing with online reviews and criticism that literally still haunt me to this day. I recently had a woman review my consulting page with a one star. This was a woman who has a grudge against me from like four years ago at Climbing Vines. It's the woman that I mentioned just a moment ago. She is still following me around and it's because I admit I really didn't handle the situation perfectly. I was very defensive. And again, as I mentioned, my temper is hot. And I often take reviews very personally because I care so deeply about my businesses and literally think of it not only as a baby, but almost as an extension of myself. There was another time a couple years ago when this woman, I'm not going to say her last name, but her first name was Felicia. And she made me so irate after likening my indoor play area to like a glorified McDonald's play place and basically saying that it was overrated, yada, yada, that I quite literally went into a, what I like to call a sassy tailspin. 
Two days later, a Bye Felicia mug arrived in the mail from Amazon Prime, and I started using it for all of my Facebook Lives for my business. I am not proud of this, although I do enjoy looking back at my mug and seeing how far I've come. It's a reminder of how petty I used to be and how mature I've become. So here's a friendly reminder based on my experience with Miss Felicia. Some things can never be deleted or erased. A few months ago, I got a one-star review on Google from someone who had never visited my business but did not like the tone of my replies to reviewers in those early years. So if you're listening to this, I really doubt you are, but dear Felicia, I am sorry. I did not handle your complaints appropriately. Again, it is still haunting me to this day. So please, please remember that as you go to respond to these negative reviews. Even though I'm not a perfect role model in this area, I do have a lot of experience and a lot of insight to share. I'm finally at a place where I can avoid a tailspin when we receive negative feedback, and I absolutely allow it to affect me a lot less. So follow these nine tips that I'm about to give you, and you will prevent yourself from making the mistakes that I did when handling negative criticism. Number one, and this is probably the most important for me personally, never respond immediately. All of the remaining tips will be easier to implement if you just give yourself a few hours at a minimum to gather your thoughts and respond appropriately. The person at the other keyboard is hoping that you respond immediately in a non-professional manner. This will only fuel their fire and add legitimacy to their review, whether it's true or not. As I have learned, this is not the time to put the customer on trial or show your emotions. This is the time to diffuse the situation as quickly as possible, especially if their criticism is less than constructive. Like for example, if they're just ranting and raving about something random about maybe a comment you had, or they just don't like you or your business. Many times when I'm thinking back to Climbing Vines, we had some very honest three and four star reviews that offered actionable items to follow up on. So for example, in 2016, I think a pregnant woman suggested that we add decaf coffee to our offerings, which we gladly did. And we were able to retain her as a customer and a raving fan. And we were able to reply to her review and said, you know, thank you so much for suggesting this. We actually ended up implementing that. I will never suggest to undermine or discredit a customer who has legitimate feedback or who has been truly hurt or marginalized by a business in some way. Most of my advice and tips here are geared towards angry reviewers who are just deliberately attacking your business for one reason or another. There is a definite difference between constructive criticism that you should absolutely take into consideration and a troll. All right, number two, and this could work for either scenario, a legitimate concern or a troll. Validate and empathize with the customer's feelings. One of the best ways to both handle an angry customer and attempt to retain them as a client or customer is to validate their feelings and empathize with their frustration. Remember, most people who post angry reviews or comments are projecting their feelings about either themselves or about another area of their lives. Again, their words say a lot more about them than it does about you, unless you truly did something horrible, which I'm assuming that you didn't, but you never know, I guess. I will never forget the situation when I myself left an angry one-star review. 
I was about 10 weeks postpartum with my second child. I was exhausted and I was finally able to coordinate with my husband's work and travel schedule and get an appointment on the calendar for a hair appointment, which was lucky because we had a super fancy event to attend to the next day. When I got to the salon, I waited for about 30 minutes, which isn't a big deal. After I checked in at the front desk for the third time, they actually informed me that they double booked an appointment and I would not be able to get my hair done that day. And they really didn't have a response or an explanation or an apology. They just said, you know, whoops, you know, guess you're going to have to come back. I was so frustrated and hurt that I posted an absolutely heated review on their Google page. They had messed up, sure, but most of my frustration was coming from other areas of my life. I was frustrated that I felt like I didn't have enough time to myself. I was frustrated at my husband's schedule. I had hormones raging because of my pregnancy. All that stuff factored in. However, at the time, this was a tangible thing for me to take all of my exasperation out on. I could, you know, channel all of my rage and frustration into this Google review, and I sure did. This experience reminds me that hurt people hurt people and businesses. Again, try and remember that almost anyone who truly flies off the handle on social media or a review app or in your comment section feels as though they are losing control in another area of their lives and are desperately desperately trying to regain it by submitting their quote-unquote feedback. But empathizing and validating whatever they are feeling is the first step to successfully handling the situation. I know as like a Facebook ads manager and a marketing expert, a lot of times I get comments in my uh, ads or on my posts that I can tell are from people who are in similar businesses or maybe competitors and they're super negative. And I just now, before I used to like rage and I used to get so upset and I used to get so hurt. And now I just understand that they're obviously struggling with something in their business or they are insecure about their business. And I just remind myself of that before I take it too personally. Again, I'm going to say this one more time. It says a lot more about them than it does about you. All right. Number three, leave the details for private messaging. (laughs) If a reviewer or a critic mentions a specific incident or interaction, Ask them for more information, but ask them to send you a private message or email you so that you can better understand what happened, but also protect their privacy. Showing publicly that you are responding to their complaint and appear to be taking steps to improve based on their feedback will show potential clients that you are ready and willing to listen to your customers and ensure a positive experience moving forward. This will also prevent a back and forth between you and the online quote-unquote critic, which is never helpful or beneficial to the business owner. As a rule, I now try to get my customer into a private conversation as soon as possible. Number four, suggest a phone call or an in-person discussion if possible. Now, obviously, if you're an online business owner, a phone call or something like that is going to be more realistic. But if you're a brick-and-mortar business owner, try doing it in person. If a person is private messaging, emailing, or posting online in a particularly furious fashion, try to get them on the phone or, if you feel safe, an in-person meetup as soon as possible. Typically, even just the suggestion of a phone call or a meeting will soften even the toughest keyboard warrior. These types of critics feel most powerful behind their screens, and their demeanor will usually change considerably if you take that barrier away and try to make a true one-on-one connection. 
This will also show potential customers and current clients, if they're watching this interaction, that you are attempting to resolve whatever issue they are having in the quickest manner possible and are willing to go out of your way as a business owner to listen to and address their concerns. One of my favorite things to suggest to upset customers of when I had my brick and mortar business is that we sit down together to review the security footage of the incident that caused them to become upset. Oftentimes, customers build up a scenario in their head and their anger gets amplified as their network validates their feelings online. So if they like go home and tell their friends, they usually get them all like hyped up and their adrenaline's rushing and they'll channel that into their review. However, confronting them with the actual footage or screenshots or receipts, if you want to say it, I don't know, is that what the kids say now? Confronting them with this proof is enough to give them a reality check and acknowledge that perhaps they blew their issue out of proportion. Again, maybe they didn't and maybe you messed up. And I'm going to get to that in a future tip. Don't worry. There are definite times when the business owner needs to fall on their sword and fuss up. But if it seems like they're blowing a situation out of proportion, confronting them with proof privately is usually a great way to soften them up a little bit. All right, number five, write your response with potential clients in mind, not the reviewers. And this is where marketing comes into play. When responding to an unfavorable review or comment online, try to craft your response knowing that there is probably not that much you can do to salvage the customer you are actually responding to, especially if they're just an online troll. And if they're really attacking you or criticizing you in that way, they're probably not somebody you want to do business with. Again, if they're offering constructive criticism or a thoughtful response, then yes, absolutely try to salvage that relationship and form some sort of bridge or understanding. But if they're just a troll and they're attacking you, write your response as if you were speaking to a potential client who is combing through your online reviews and comments, trying to understand if there are any red flags about your business or about you as an owner. Remember, consumers tend to try to talk themselves out of buying something. If you receive a negative review, make sure that your potential customer is aware that you value your customers, accept legitimate feedback, and operate in a professional manner. Again, negative reviews happen. It's how you handle them that will allow your future customers to make decisions based on them. A great great example of this happened um, a couple months ago to us. A customer reviewed my play cafe on Google, sharing an incident between her and another customer that made her upset. This customer also shared that she did not like our response, the manager's response in person to her private message, where I suggested that she bring this to the attention of our on-site manager, things like that. So she didn't like the manager's reaction. Um, She felt like the manager basically ignored her, and she didn't like my response either. Now, since I had already dealt with this customer privately prior to her review, I responded referencing our ongoing private conversation and reiterated our policies regarding issues between customers, confirming that anyone who feels hurt or disrespected at any time during their visit can feel safe to approach a manager with the issue, or again, I'd be happy to help them privately, which I was attempting to do. So that was a situation where I definitely could have handled it better, she could have handled it better, My biggest advice is to definitely try to keep the conversation private, but if they do end up reviewing you after you've already started a conversation, make sure people know that you are attempting to resolve it and you aren't just ignoring. 
All right, number six, if you or your staff did something wrong, admit it and make it right. This is probably just as important as that first tip that I mentioned. So even if the online reviewer seems to you as the owner, as though they are overreacting, it's important to closely examine the source of their anger. Did they, did they encounter a rude staff member? Did you fail to deliver on a promise? Were they overcharged? Do they have a legitimate concern? Have they tried other channels to resolve the issue and have been unsuccessful? So did they send you a private message and you didn't respond? Did they send you an email and you ignored it or brushed it off? It's really crucial to try to look at this matter objectively. So ask an outside source if you need to. Again, many times as owners, we are so close to our businesses and so passionate that we tend to take certain things about our business for granted. So for example, when we owned our play cafe, our facility allowed children up through six years of age. However, we really specialized in play for four years and under. We really only had five or six-year-olds when they were playing with a sibling. As an owner, I would tend to read the negative reviews about people who brought their six-year-old into play um, you know, not knowing, obviously not having looked at any pictures or done any research, I tend to kind of scoff at them because these customers likely didn't do any research ahead of visiting us, which is easy to feel like it's their fault. However, I force myself to look at the situation through their eyes. Parents are busy and they may have just been looking for a fun activity that day with their children and they just didn't have time to dig deeper into the details. They didn't have time to look through my blogs or all the pictures that I posted. Typically, by explaining why we do allow children through six, though it isn't our core age range, helps quite a bit. I also try to offer them free, uh, three passes to a class or an event that's more geared towards that age range. The important takeaway here is that even if you do not feel like your business did anything wrong, education and compassion can go a long way. For example, if they're angry about a policy you have, for example, people used to get so PO'd that we made people take off their shoes, um, I would, instead of getting mad or instead of rolling my eyes, I would take the time to explain why we had that policy. I would simply say, you know what? We have children crawling around. We live in, you know, Rochester, New York. It's snowy. There's salt on the ground. It rains a lot. You know, do you really want your child to be crawling around and, you know, with their hands and feet all over a floor that has been, you know, seen all of that outside dirt? Probably not. So, once I took the time to kind of explain the policy, they were generally a lot more understanding. Now, if there was a misunderstanding, ask if you can contact them privately to clarify. So if you did do something wrong, if you did mess up, again, try to take the conversation to private. Failing to quote unquote fall on your sword as an owner will never serve you. If you did something wrong, you have to make it right. While I don't necessarily agree that the customer is always right, I do agree, again, that showing empathy and attempting to address their concerns, whether that involves a refund, uh, passes to return, a free service, something like that, is the best way to not only salvage their relationship with the customer, but future customers potentially reading that review or that interaction. Now, if it's a customer that or a client that you really never want to work with again, don't offer them a free service. Don't offer them a free month of ads management or of consulting. Just give them a refund and call it a loss. I have a client that I'm working with right now that I ignored all of my better instincts when I signed with this person. Every red flag was kind of going off, but it was a really promising project. It was something that I loved doing. 
Um, and now I'm deeply paying for it. And I'm seriously considering just giving her a refund and walking away, even though I've done hundreds of work on this project, because I just know it's going to result in something negative. So sometimes you just have to say, listen, I made a mistake. We're not a good fit to work together, or you know, this partnership didn't work out, or this course or this product wasn't for you. Give them a refund and just get them out of your ecosystem, get them out of your world. If you refuse a refund or something like that, just based on pride or whatever the case may be, I promise you it will haunt you. That customer will not go away. It is so much easier to just refund and get them out of your energy and get them out of your headspace than it is to do anything else. I promise you this is one I've learned from experience. All right, number seven, do your best to leave your emotions out of it. As long as you wait several hours before taking action and respond using the other tips, you should have no problem leaving your emotions out of your response. But again, it's worth reiterating anyways, especially because business owners were so passionate. Remember, even though you feel like your business is like an extension of yourself, your customers do not feel that same attachment. They don't have that same emotional connection to your business. Typically, they review the business and not the business owner, so try not to take each negative piece of feedback as a personal attack. Even if they do personally attack you, and yes, it's happened to me multiple times, do not sink to their level. As the business owner, you have to remain professional. Again, because this is a marketing thing. Your potential customers and clients are going to be reading these interactions. You can never sink to their level. You can never engage. I promise you it will not serve you. If you find this too difficult to do and often feel a sense of regret after dealing with an angry customer, try delegating this task to a manager or a customer service representative who feels less emotionally invested in the business. If they need to escalate the problem to you, at least you will have had more time to digest the events, calm your mind, and come up with a plan of action. All right, number eight, don't fan the flames. This is something that I constantly say to my husband. He is very hot-tempered just like me, and this is something that he really needs to work on. So if you're listening, Chris, this one is for you. Many times when a customer has a negative review or a negative experience rather at a business, they try to entice their family and friends to bash and review the offending business as well. The more you respond and engage and quote unquote fan the flames of the fire, the worse it will get. I promise you screenshots will get posted, your replies will get shared, and the interactions will start popping up in all of your local groups or all of your business groups. It will be bad. This has happened to me multiple times. Again, I do not recommend it. The other person on the other end of the keyboard, again, is hoping that you respond immediately in a non-professional manner. Again, this will only fuel their fire and add legitimacy to their negative criticism. So please do not engage if it's truly somebody that feels like they are being combative or really wants to hurt or attack you. Don't engage. Sleep on it. Don't keep responding. If you really just... No, you can just tell that this is a troll and you are never going to be able to salvage the situation. Just stop responding. They will get bored and move on. The worst thing you can do is keep engaging because your emotions are going to rage. Your adrenaline is going to rush and I promise you it will be bad. <laughs> so again, this is something that we are still working on, um, but it's really hard. I, I will admit it's very hard to see somebody that you love get personally attacked online. I can't tell you how many times this has happened to me. 
And in his defense, my husband has come to my defense so many times, but unfortunately it just tends to make it worse because that's the kind of person that these trolls are. So again, waiting to respond, moving the conversation to a one-on-one format and remaining professional will all help reduce the likelihood that the original poster will continue sharing and garnering support. Number nine. Last tip, and then I'm so excited to wrap up this episode because I'm already feeling my blood pumping. (laughs) Establish boundaries and just keep doing what you're doing. Remember, it's understandable to be passionate as a business owner. Nothing hurts more than working long, hard hours and making sacrifices that no one sees only to open up your inbox to see criticism from a customer or a client who has no idea what goes into your business or how much you truly care, or maybe what's going on in your personal life. They really have no idea. Instead of showing them how much you care by leaping into a defensive mode and then retaliating, show them that you care by establishing yourself as the face of the business, if that's who you are, a real-life person, not just a logo, not just a business, who cares about the people they work with and wants to improve for them. If you still struggle with this as I do, establish a separate inbox for feedback and complaints and have a manager or a virtual assistant take a first pass at this before you can access the customer sentiment. Even one unfavorable review and a sea of positive feedback, I know personally, can really drain my creative juices and my motivation, and it can hold us back from growing our businesses. It would be unfair to the customers who know and love us to give up or to quit or to stop innovating and creating and showing up just because of a few negative reviews. Keep pushing on for your fans, for the people who truly love you and support you and show up for you. And remember that the people who quote unquote bite the hardest online are often dealing with wounds themselves. So I just want to leave you with this one thing. Be kind above all else, show compassion, try to lead with education and understanding, and your ideal customers will continue finding you. All right, that wraps up this episode for today. If you enjoyed this, if you found it useful, please leave a review on Apple iTunes. Hopefully it's a five-star. It helps so much in spreading this podcast and spreading the word about it. I can't tell you how much I appreciate every single one, and I am going to start reading them on air again. So I would love to give you a shout out. If you need any Facebook ads tips or marketing tips in the meantime, while you wait for next week's episode, go to michellecarawana.com. I have a ton of new stuff there waiting for you. And if not, I will see you right here next Tuesday. Have a great week, guys.